This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. We're working our way through Season 4 of Australian Crime Stories. Episode 3 is probably the most topical of uh, in the last 12 months anyway. The X Factor uh, covers the lawyer X saga, Nicola Gobbo or Informer 3838. I guess the episode, uh, um, and I'm, I'm here with the um, executive producers, um, Brian Cockerell and Jerry Coy. It's, uh, Adam Shan talks about it at the start of this episode. One of the things that's interesting to, to you and I guess him is the two unsolved murders that are involved in all of this. And that's one of the angles you take? Yeah, because I think there's been so much written and talked about about you know oh crossing the line and oh the, a ringing of hands of of squealing on her clients but what is, i think has been a fair bit has been missed in this whole story is gobbo's own criminality and her connection to some really nefarious activities and i think that's something that that's been a bit missed in this whole thing of trying to put blame on the police but let's have a look at what was she up to and how dirty were her hands, and especially in connection with not just, you know... Because as Adam says in the, in the story, you know, uh, in some ways we don't really care. He doesn't really care that much about these crooks that are getting out. But there are two murders that, because of... Maybe not so much... Uh, because of Gobbo's interference, have just been uh, are now uh, practically unsolvable because she's just completely, you know messed up everything her her and the police is fiddling in it and trying to 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 steer it in certain directions that they wanted um has just made justice just even an impossibility in two in two murders yeah some fascinating interviews you've 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 got through this one maybe for me jerry the most probably the star performer is a guy called um david mcculloch a former inmate at um, there was at Barwon Barwon prison. prison. Yes, yeah. indeed. So now he, was he on his way back to the UK as well? Did, well, he's or, been sent back to the UK. Um, uh, Dutton deported him. Yeah, <laughs> All right, pretty okay. much after we interviewed him. <laughs> okay, and there's some yeah, there's some dodgy stuff probably involved. So I was lucky in that. you got him then. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And he was able to reveal to us too while he was in Barwon that he would see Nicola come in, sign in to see someone, and then work the jail and work the prison and. And go and see a whole lot of other people. And it was only ever recorded that she was there to see one person. So, you know, she, he was able to share some really interesting insights. Oh, and in fact, kept probably is the person is was responsible for keeping Nicola Gobbo alive. Right, that's true. Yes, because um, uh, Carl Williams wanted her dead, and um, Nicola Gobbo's. Uh, boyfriend in jail actually approached McCulloch and said, "Can you talk to Carl?" Mm. And um, McCulloch was able to talk Carl around into leaving Nicola Gobbo alive. Yeah. The other sort of fascinating interview is, I guess, is it Dave Waters who was um, accused of who knows a, what a murder? I think. <laughs> yeah. And, and he says, and he and you go with him to somewhere where he reckons he was, yeah, instead of where he was supposed to be at the yeah. time. This of, is this is this what I sort of mentioned at the start, this manipulation of stories. Mm. So the background of the story is that a murder in 2003 um, that should have been eminently solvable, Gobbo and a prisoner in Barwon Prison who we cannot name, 
got involved and started concocting a story, whether he brought it to her or she brought it to him, whichever way. And this story started to get massaged and manipulated to bring in a whole lot of other things that were that police were very keen on on avoiding a royal commission by trying to by uncovering the, in their own house the possibility of police corruption. So this story just seemed to be concocted around this murder that brought in people like Waters that had no connection whatsoever um, into this into this circle. And so we sort of really uncover the fact that, you know, Gobbo plus this prisoner in, inside Barwon Jail kept manipulating the story and kept trying to change it so that it could bring Waters into this possibly being an accessory to the murder having been handed the gun that, that supposedly killed Shane Chartres Abbott. But, of course, Waters was nowhere near where he was where he was supposedly meant to be. Right. And they were great mates. Nicola and he oh. had been great mates. And then, you know, no, everyone was a target, anyone that was well, available to that's help the, tell that's a story. That's the thing. And then we tell another murder where you, pretty much it's the same story again. Gobbo turns on um, another policeman that she was friends with and helps... You know, embroil him in the in in a in a really uh, unsavoury murder. Yeah, um, it was great you were able to get uh, Anthony Dowsley, uh, who's you know one of the reporters is really, and he told the story and it's a great interview. I think Adam Shan speaks to him in the episode and he pays him a compliment right at the start about well you've done some great work and you can tell Anthony's impressed to have you know a guy like Adam Shand acknowledge his good work. Yeah, well he broke the story and he yeah. was asked to just keep it quiet while the police did all their further investigation and yeah, and he won the um, Walkley, didn't he? He's won yeah, the mm. These guys are going to win awards for, for years I yeah, think off the back brilliant. of this. But I think he, he tells Adam right at the start they were going to publish. They rang the cops the day before yep. to say look we've got this yarn. Um, oh okay hang on. And then they ended up holding the story for about four, four years. years. Yeah. This, that's that's the extraordinary thing that the the level that police went to 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 sit on this and try and keep her name out of the papers. And that's also part of our story too that the that the Waters story, if that had have been able to get out when it was meant to in 2014, all this royal commission would have been over ages before. But they were able once again in that circumstance to keep Gobbo's name out of it. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great story, and I think there's more revelations that are coming out um, from the Royal Commission now. I mean, everything from the fact that I think Gobbo was was uh, allegedly um, shagging Carlton's full forward. <laughs> um, what's his name? Um, uh, Favola. Brendan Favola. Yeah, no, right. I did see that in a, in a report the other day. Mm. A couple of other good uh, Chip Legrand, you speak to him. I think recently moved from the Australian to the Age, if mm. I'm not mistaken. Um, a story he's covered for a long time. Yeah, Chip's Chip's been well. He helped us on because the vampire, the vampire Gigolo, which which is in some ways this episode is a follow up to a story we did last year, where we only where we we got down very deep into the into the background of the murder of Shane Chartres Abbott, but what we didn't know then was that there was another person helping pull the strings and that person was Nicola Gobbo. Mm-hmm. And so that's the big revelation this year. Of course, and Adam Shan's done a dedicated podcast, I think, on the yeah. vampire, hasn't he? And Absolutely. Uh, and yeah. he's done a, a big update on um, The X Factor as well. So right, OK. Uh, a lot of Adam's in-depth research is, is just invaluable in this because he's able to, you know, steer us through... Because, you know, you can just get bogged down in... 
I mean, I think they had 120 odd sitting days for the for the Royal Commission, and you know, thousands of interviews and millions of exhibits and stuff. And and you can get just get caught in the weeds in these stories. And Adam's a great one of just cutting it through the middle and going, now he's this is the interesting part. Well, yeah, what you do brilliantly in uh, I think maybe the last half of of that um, that that episode on. Um on the X Factor is the uh, ecstasy bust and the Calabrian connections, and you lay it out how that came about. It's an incredible story, isn't it? <laughs> Give us a quick rundown of what happens there. Oh well, uh, it's the largest um, ecstasy bust in Australia's history, but could not have happened without Gobbo essentially turning on her own um, mm. clients, and not only turning on them but putting them at risk of being killed by the mafia. I mean, this is the Calabrian mafia. Mm. At one stage, you know, the, they sent. Uh, I think ten assassins, <laughs> to, you know, to get these guys. Um, it's it it is a, it's kind of almost ridiculous the story, um, and just extraordinary that that Gobbo felt that this she could she could do this. I mean, mm. yeah. but it's, they they ship out a container full of what is supposed to be tomato, tomato. canned yeah. tomatoes, yeah. Mm. and they crack open the tomatoes and guess what? It's full of ecstasy tablets. I yeah, mean, half a billion dollars worth. Normally, you think of a shipment that would probably go undetected hmm. without this inside information saying, look, you actually better check these cans of tomatoes. Well, she had, she had the facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she had the bill of lading, didn't the she? The bill of lading, and yeah. she just... They handed it to her in court. This is, hmm. this is part of the story, too, that these... She, she must have been an extraordinarily good liar because, the, you know, these are hardened crooks. And they just all trusted her implicitly. I mean, they're heading into court and they hand this hand her this fax going, you better hold this, we shouldn't be in court with this in our hands. And she goes back upstairs and allegedly just faxed it in. Yeah. No, look, it's a great primer for anybody who's maybe late to this whole Lawyer X and Informer 3838 stuff. Mm. You you have some great vignettes of, of that gives you an insight of how complicated this whole thing is. Mm. It just explains it quite simply that you can get a grip and go, oh, my Lord, you know, this is just in- insane what's happened here. So there you go. That's episode three of Australian Crime Stories, season four.